Welcome everyone to this amazing night, which is the night of the third official session of Bad Friends Worst Critics, where we talk about movies, music, video games, and more. I'm Noah Davis. <laughs> I'm Noah Davis, and with me today are John Pina and Lane Wilman. Now today, I don't think, oh, I don't think I'll ever what? not grin. <laughs> I don't know what it is about intros that just make my vibe killed, but well, I mean, you know, you gotta have to, you have to do it somehow. Right? You, you have to do it for sure. But or else also... people just jump in on a conversation and they're like, "Oh, did I miss something?" We have You're to do wrong. it somehow. Okay, moving on Let's to the important news. matters: the news of movies and TV, and nothing else, because nothing else is important right now. Yeah, there's literally nothing else going on. <laughs> we couldn't find a, literally any news this week. Like, none. <laughs> uh, yeah. shit happened. Uh, we have a Vietnam War movie was announced the other day, which is based on a novel, The Things They Carried. It will star Tom Hardy and Pete Davidson, among others. Can we I think him, please? Pete Davidson? Yeah, I just don't like him. <laughs> For mean... many reasons, but one particularly. He's no Andy Samberg. <laughs> that, he's that no Andy Samberg. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> I took the words right out of my mouth. Um, uh, Vietnam War movies, I feel like there's only... Nope, that's a Cambodian. I don't, I don't. I can't think of a single Vietnam War movie that I like. There's that Spike Lee movie that came out last year that I didn't watch. Spike Lee Vietnam War movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the Five Bloods. Yeah, the Five Bloods. Bloods. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that shit. Yeah, I don't either. It's, it's a lot to watch a Vietnam War movie in this day and age. It's lots to watch a fucking Spike. Sorry, movie the Vietnam today. conflict. The Vietnam conflict. I need to reword it. Did you watch uh, Black Klansman? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's very good. I thought the ending was a little like ham-fisted, heavy-handed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, heavy-handed. Hammed in. But uh. Yeah. Also, we uh, speaking of movies that have been announced, we have Wait. a movie called One Up, which is starring Ellen Page, and is going to be about an all-female esports team. Oh, as they make the ranks and try to prove themselves in the esports world. Okay. It's definitely an idea. Is, is who who about. else is like attached? Do they? Have they announced? Uh, I didn't recognize any of the other names. <clears throat> now gotcha. that could be uh, no one's fault but my own. <laughs> but Ellen Page was the one that stood out. Apparently, she's playing a disgraced esports coach with some scandal. Oh, oh! Something. So the movie isn't called One Up. The oh, it's not called One Up. The, the studio is called One Up. Oh, okay. Sure. Do we know that studio from anything or Maybe else? I'm crazy. I don't Because I googled one up and it's like a short film, but then the thing says Buzzfeed. Oh, no, no. It's Buzzfeed Studio. So, no, the movie is called One Up, but there's also another movie called One Up that comes up first. So, I was really confused. But, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. An esports movie by itself. What, um, do you, what do you have to be to be a disgraced coach? <laughs> All your what team is, got caught she... doing Adderall before yeah, the guess... tournament. It's supposed to be like present day, like set like in twenty twenty ish. Esports. I mean, I would assume that's. I mean, it could be like VR esports, right? Like in the future. No, I think it's esports as we know it right now. ESPN, Twitch, esports. Interesting, because I'm thinking, uh -huh. like, 
Yeah, I don't know how you become disgraced like today. It, like most people are like recycled. Like you, you might die off for like a couple weeks and then another team just picks you up in another game or some shit. Like it's yeah, I think crazy. the only thing that makes you disgraced in that world is like sexual assault allegations or something, but then you're just right. gone well, forever. Like, I was going to say something and I was refraining from saying it. It's not exclusive to yeah. esports. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, like, but in that... esports, I feel like that's the only time you ever hear like that's like, oh, it, that is right. it literally is just that uh but i was gonna say like if they like put it in the era of like the me too movement like <sighs> maybe they just got fucking caught up in a bunch of actual assault allegations and shit but it was too dark uh, i didn't want to go there yeah, and then yes. lane went there and then lane know, went sorry. there <laughs> scandalous esports coach yeah. okay okay all right uh amc announced a 90 percent drop in their revenue this quarter, which is not really surprising, but I figured we'd have to touch on this subject sometime, as in the future of theaters at all. Is that even yeah. a thing? I mean, they're just dead, right? Like, there's no question. I mean, they're not coming they, back from this. One of them has to come back, right? One or two. I don't think so. I don't think. So. I think it's all going to move to either streaming or some new digital theater thing, like that bullshit that. Uh, what was it Spielberg was doing for, like, super rich people where you could pay, like, $50 a month and get, like, the movies as they released? You know what I'm talking about? It was, like, a whole, no, like, social no. media thing that I th want to say Spielberg was doing. <clears throat> Spielberg online movie stream thing. Movie Pass. Mm, not Movie <laughs> Pass, but Movie Pass was the fucking shit. Yeah, for, like, um, what, six months? Maybe it wasn't Spielberg. I don't know. I'll figure it out for another episode, but... I, I want to rewind for a sec because I was Googling um, Spike Lee to see what other movies I hadn't watched of his. And then I realized I'd he seen did probably. Man. Nope. No, no, not even that. I mean, yes, but that's not what I don't care right. about that. Well, he well, did well. the Old Boy remake. Yes, he did. Yes, he I did. did. I didn't know he directed yeah, the American he did. one. Yeah, yep. That is insane. He's the one who ruined that <laughs> pretty well. Like, he, he kind of. Made it so much worse that I'm kind of impressed. I just, like, I didn't even know that was him. It makes it that much more worse, honestly, because I really don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that movie, uh, we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it never had one <laughs> movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, but um, with, with theaters, uh, could we figure out, maybe, like, you were saying, I think you were talking about The Quest the other day. Do you think there's a way that you could connect friends and such through that same app? There, there no, there is. Oh, oh, oh. I, right now, are... today, if you had them, if you had mm -hmm. the Oculus, we could sit down and watch a movie together. Like, my, one of my study group people, basically, there's four of us in our study group. Three of us have Oculus. And we were like, we should just study virtually today. Because you can, like, pull up whiteboards and lecture videos oh and, like, God. stand <laughs> there in VR and, like, write out your notes, watch it, and, like, be at your house. And Did you crazy. try it? No, we didn't do hmm. it today. We just met in person. Um, oh, because okay. it's like a, it's like a little bit of setup. We didn't want to do the setup. We were just theorizing, and then it turns out uh, you definitely can do it. So I think some point this weekend we're gonna try it out. I'll I'll get back to you. But you should definitely report cool. back. Fucking shit. Uh, other news: we got our first look at The Witcher season two. I'm not sure. Did either of you watch that? I still haven't. Yeah, seen I, I like I liked I liked season one. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, I, thought I didn't play any of the games, so I didn't have any bias or anything. I played a bit of two. I think I played like thirty hours. Realized I wasn't even halfway through. It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, but I liked that first season. I didn't enjoy the finale, where Geralt 
was almost non-existent okay. uh, without spoiling anything, Lane. I'll try and keep it light. But yeah, we got a first look at season two, some monsters. They changed some armor that people had a problem with. Everyone's bad every guys. fucking video game turned other media. They just go, eh, but my my immersion. The you bad guys have like rubber, rubber armor or something. I don't even really remember it being that big of a problem. Who knows? Uh, we also got news that Clive Barker is now producing the Hellraiser HBO series. How do I know his name? He made is... a lot of horror things, such as Hellraiser. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's done, like, books and video games, co-signed some things like that. Um, yeah, well, I think the most interesting part of this news is that the Hellraiser HBO show didn't have Clive Barker as a producer to begin with. Which... And then brought him on. Yeah, and then oh, it took, okay. I think this was announced multiple years ago, but he just now started becoming or a getting in a producer role. So, hmm. I mean, I'm excited for the Hellraiser show. I've watched way too many of those, maybe five of those, and there's only one that's even <laughs> worth watching. Uh, hmm. But yeah. I haven't seen it. You know who's directing it? The show? No idea. <clears throat> David Gordon Green, known for Pineapple Express, the 2018, 2018 Halloween, and oh. everyone's favorite movie from 2011, Your Highness. Oh, uh, is that a... Kevin McBride's friend, or... Danny McBride. Danny James McBride. Franco. Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it seems like a pretty eclectic uh, taste in that man's uh, choice for directorial uh, fucking. What's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Like That's it's just word. his choices. Like, ugh, it's all over the place. <laughs> Money's money, John. You wouldn't get it. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't get it. You couldn't pay me to fucking be in that stupid-ass Your Highness movie. We also have news that uh, the one and only, the Batista, or Dave Batista, as he's now known, is starring in a new movie called Universe's Most Wanted, where he plays a space outlaw and gets roped in with a village of some sorts and defends the village, you know, Mandalorian style. So he's like a guardian... Of some galaxy. You say it's a TV yeah. or a movie? Oh. It's a movie. It is a movie. But not Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. No, it's yes. completely different because it's <laughs> protectors of the universe. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. Um, real quick, because I just saw the comment, but uh, Chloe made a good point about the theater thing. Uh, she said, I think theater showing classic films could rebrand on their own, diner, theater, date night type things. And I definitely think the place that's in... Uh, What's that place that's in downtown Lexington? Um, that little theater, like only two screens. Oh, uh, someone help me out. That, that's, yes, we did. That's where, that's where we watched. That's where we watched Captain Fantastic, Lynn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one downtown. You should have said that. Gotcha. <laughs> where else? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I said downtown um. too, but my, Michael would know, but I can't think of the name of it. But like it. Like, it basically just shows only indie movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that still has enough business because no other theaters are showing those movies that it would be fine. And there's a similar one, like, in uh, Dayton, like, that our dad goes to. Um, I think, like, little small places like that will actually survive, funnily enough. I don't think the big mm-hmm. chains, like, because no one 
for the foreseeable future is going to watch a new Transformers movie because one, they're not being made right now, and two, when it comes out, are people going to really want to sit back down at the movie theaters, pay forty bucks, you know, to go fucking watch a movie? Yeah. Uh, I've always, I've always, that kind of not. It's kind of the opposite, honestly. I've always thought that with Netflix acquiring theaters to show their movies for Academy Award nominations, mm-hmm. like Roma and but but that but that happens ones. on those little indie theaters that I'm yeah. Well, about. I thought since they've already bought the theaters, I think Netflix should almost gear towards that. No, maybe you know, obviously not their whole business, but I think that could definitely be an interesting way to get non-subscribers to watch Netflix content. If you had cheap prices and maybe Netflix users only pay for concessions, you know what I mean. Right. It's called and so you can theater. have that actual theater mm. experience, legit Kentucky for theater. Netflix movies. Yeah, it's almost like a theater. <laughs> it's Kentucky Theater. I don't know how I could forget how, <laughs> what it was called, but yeah, places like that I could definitely see still living. I guess. But yeah, I don't give a fuck about this Batista movie. I don't think I don't like him in anything. I don't think he's good in any role except for the fucking whatever he's, stupid bitch ass right name Blade he Runner. in Guardians. He's pretty good in Blade Runner. If you ever saw that. The twenty forty nine? Yeah. I did see him. I don't even remember what he was who he played he's in that the, uh, the... Professor dude, engineer or something. But like Ryan Gosling's character just like fucks him up in a house, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that could have been that could have been anybody. Uh, I wouldn't have realized it was Batista until you just said that. Also, we have uh, Netflix announced that they are bumping up their prices for their monthly subscribers starting, I think, like yesterday even. The standard is going to cost $1 more and the UHD 4K is going to cost $2 more. It's fucked up because no one's going to care and they're literally going to see like a billion more dollars this month. (laughs) Their revenue is going to be way up. Because everybody right now has a fucking Netflix subscription. What are you going to do, cancel or, it? Right, or siphoning <laughs> it from somebody. But, like, yeah. that's crazy. That's insane. They're and calling They're going to get away sure. with it. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked up. Uh, also, we have a new streaming service announced, I think, today or within the week, called they Haystack. Stop. They got to stop. Called Haystack, and it is specifically for news coverage. Now, this isn't exactly relevant. I just thought it was intriguing. That might be the word for it. It's topical for sure, but also, like, who's going to pay money to watch the news that you can watch for free? And the people who are watching the news for free are probably just reading it for money, you know? You're not is, watching it for Is fun. it going to be like new news shows or is it's, it going to or is it going to be well, like Well, it's going to give just... you coverage of like ABC, CBS, okay. yada yada, but then apparently they also have contracted I think Vice and GameSpot to do original programming, original Haystack programming. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't like well, that. Well, it, it, well, it's like don't that. Don't uh, Yeah. What was I telling you all about that Sasha Gray's doing? <laughs> Um, her show on. Oh, I remember Fucking... talking about. I don't remember. Oh, Ven Ven TV V E N N. That's like no. a new. It's like um, what's that gaming network? I think you G4. even just name dropped it. Yeah, it's like G Four. It's G Four, but in 2020. And so it's it's its own website. It's its own streaming thing, but they also do it on Twitch, and then they post like 
the episodes up on YouTube also. And so it's like super weird because there's no point to it, you know, like you can just watch it on YouTube, so I don't know why it's its own thing also. But yeah, they just do a bunch of different pop culture and gaming shit uh and classic. It's do- it's dog shit, so I just go like I don't think we need another one of those, like and especially not one news related. Like I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's gonna it's gonna die in a month. Fucking Cubo. Queeby style. Queeby. Yeah, Queeby. Queeby style. Um, I want to say honorable mention. That, shout out to Queeby to make it into every episode every... so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest thing to shit on. Shout out. Uh, actually, I want to go back to my notes. Shout out Queeby for making that Murder House flip show. Right. Because. <laughs> I still. Because I, I, I want to watch it. Yeah. I, I want to watch it. I don't know. If like, it's, where, if it's where available the to like properties going to go. Uh, some fucking google drive that the fucking xdl <laughs> put up it's like i'm salty here take it uh and really obviously our news has been dominated by a particular event my last piece of news is the show next that i talked about two weeks ago on the yeah yeah the ai pilot episode the ai episode has been canceled i only watched the first episode and that's all I'm going to argue. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of disheartening. I mean, I kind of like... I, I actually really like that first episode. So, I guess it gets bad, or Fox doesn't know anything. Yeah, it, it got cancelled yeah. after the first two episodes. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a third one. <laughs> well, it, it says it says the remainder of the episodes will continue to air, but it got cancelled after the second two. Okay, you know. Uh, it's a one-season plot line. So, right, right, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, that is all for the news today. Really, it's been a slow week. Yeah, pretty, pretty uneventful week. Nothing yeah, really big going on. No stress. I don't know. Not Just a easy, thing. Easy writing. Yeah. I didn't have an exam. <clears throat> Definitely no important political things. I don't know. Pure zen. Thing. Yeah. Pure zen <laughs> I've, been living, I've been living a blissful life. Oh, big sad anyways we'll move on um so as far as uh what i've been listening to and watching uh shocker more supernatural just finished season four i just finished season four it's uh getting a little spicy Uh, please please talk about it i would actually love to hear someone's fresh take on that show what do you i mean the acting is how many, is, wait, wait, how many times have the twins died now? Uh, no one has died. <laughs> I, I think it's only like once a season. Yeah, no <laughs> one's died since last week when we uh, updated you. Um, okay, that's fair. But no, they just uh, brought Lucifer back to life or whatever. So I think it's about to get pretty spicy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, exciting. All those plot lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta follow them all, dude. Um, ten more that's, seasons. That's basically it. Yeah, ten more after this. So I'm really excited. Really excited to be over so I can watch something <clears throat> something else. Um, as far as Yuck. music goes, um, I listen to... I don't know if you guys listen to the band Emma Rosa. I love this band. It's like they were... They're actually... I just found out today they were founded in can, Lexington. Can you say it, can you say it slower? Emma Rosa. It? E-M-A-R-O-S-A. They were no, never heard of them. Early on, they were like a post-hardcore slash like alternative rock bands. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I just found out today they were founded in Lexington, like 2006 or whatever, whenever they started. Uh, but they have a, an album really? that came out last year that I haven't listened to until this week um, called Peach Club. And this is like, I hate that I, I'm saying that it's pop rock because that's, well, we've talked about pop rock now every <laughs> every week. But yeah, they've like transitioned from like being like a post-hardcore band into like pop rock. And it's actually really good. Uh, it's got like some synth pop stuff into it. It's just really like, you don't hear. Dude, if I have to hear another fucking synth pop album, I'll shoot myself. <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> like as bad. It's not as, it's not like... <laughs> You're gonna like trip to this album. It's like they just use like the instrumentation a little bit, but it's really good. Uh, I would recommend listening to it. What was that Wait, called which, again? What, what, yeah, which album? The Peach the, Club. Peach Club. Peach Club. The album before that, uh, one one three one. I love that album too. If you want something a little like harder rock, uh, listen to that. Yeah, then, I would rather listen to that. Yeah, so listen to that. But I'm just saying, like, to compare because it's like. I feel like you don't hear that drastic of a change between albums. Like sometimes you can like the start transitioning and then like three albums later they're they've arrived with this. It was like, here's this. And now here's this. And, uh, both albums are really good. I put both albums and two extra songs in a playlist. It's an hour and 20 minutes of music. And that's somehow still (laughs) less less than the fucking one from this week. Yeah. God damn. Um, other than that, no, I think I've been, just uh, like I said, like we've we've already said, it's been you know, just a nice easy week, you know, uh, stress free, yeah, stress free, yeah. nothing else to take yeah. my Not time up. Um, Not a thing. That's mm-hmm. all I've got, uh, John. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, so I watched very little, but I did watch some stuff. I watched a movie. Um, I just rewatched it. I was like looking for something to watch before I went to bed one night. Um, Adrift, the uh, mm. Shailene Woodley movie based on a real story where she's like. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up. Mm, she, she does surf in the movie. She's not a surfer. It's not a, it's not like, a movie about surfing. It's she, so she's in like Tahiti or some shit. She's like traveling post college, just fucking around, working on jobs, traveling the world. Meets this dude, and he's got a boat and some friends, and they're just like are hanging out in Tahiti. It's the implication. And then, and, yes, and then the <laughs> friends um, are like this old married couple, and they're like, "Hey, can you bring our boat back to England?" So they're doing like basically like a cross world fucking trip on this boat, and so they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll do it." And spoiler alert: uh, shit goes awry, and she goes adrift. Uh, mm. And it's pretty good. It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, so I think she acts really well in it. Does and... she make it to England within eighty days? <laughs> yeah, around the world in eighty days. I see. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, Jackie Chan makes a guest appearance. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. That was a thing. Was that Disney? I think so. Yeah, um, I think so. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I, so I watched that. It's good. Uh, I would recommend it if you're into either Shailene. Shailene? What's Shailene? Shailene? How do you say your name? Shailene? Shailene? I think I it's Shailene. I think. Shingon Wu, Woodley. Uh, uh, and if you like kind of like suspenseful, I'm not really sure what's going to happen next, but Suspense. you kind of know what's going to happen next. So it was a little yeah, predictable, but, but a little like I spend the entire movie, if it requires predicting, trying to predict shit. So mm-hmm. yes, it is predictable, but if you're someone who likes to be kind of like, oh fuck, I didn't really think that that was how it was going to go, then you would like it. Um, 
but yeah, TV. I finished Grand Army, but we kind of already talked about it because um, I pretty much watched all the episodes before last week's episode. I just didn't watch the final one. Uh, my summary pretty much remains the same. It was 13 Reasons Why, but done better, and thus kind of gets my seal of approval, um, especially if you're young-ish and or grew up or had friends that grew up like in a larger city. Like, it, I feel like it does a pretty good job of capturing that experience. Uh, finally, for TV, before I get into music, because I've watched, and, or I listened to like a million things, uh, I watched one episode of Rick Rubin's show Shangri-La, like a little mini docu-series on show, Showtime? Showtime, mm. I think? Uh, <clears throat> Stars or Showtime, it's usually one of those two. I, so I, I don't know if you all remember who Rick Rubin is. I've talked about him a million times now, producer. though, for sure. Uh, yeah, big producer. And so he's got a four-part miniseries, kind of like the uh, Dr. Dre one Dre, I talk about yep. all the time. Yep. yep. And so I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll watch an episode of this. And so I was going to just start with episode one, like you should do, if it's chronological. But it's Rick Rubin, so it turns out they're really not chronological. They're just, like, about different aspects of him. And so the episode was titled Wrestling, was the one I ended up watching. And it turns out it features, like, the last 20 minutes are, like, just about Mac Miller and how, like, what their relationship was like. And so, lo and behold, of course, that's the one I fucking choose, but... It uh, it was very good. I would highly recommend it. And I'm probably going to watch the rest of the show, and I'll get back to you if it's really good. But if you like documentaries about music, I would recommend. Um, so then music-wise, uh, listen to Positions, Ariana Grande. Oh, shit. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I listened to that, too. Yeah, I figured yeah, I was going to, like, yeah. Well, yeah, we could talk about it. Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm, we could talk I'm, about it right now. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> off the bat, I have not really listened to any of Ariana's albums all the way through because mm. I don't care about her particularly. Uh, but for some reason, I was like really compelled to listen to this after Lane was talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not listening to anything right now. Listen to the whole thing, and it's pretty excellent front to back. I think like it's a yeah. really really good it's pop really good. album, um, and the production's crazy. Like some of the songs like really go, and she like has like really interesting like vocal textures put on her voice on some of the songs, and it doesn't feel like fucking. I don't know. Sometimes like pop especially female pop singers have this real cringy thing where they do like i don't even know like they change their voice in such a way to make it sound like they're like trying to rap and she just doesn't do that and i'm thankful for it but like she'll definitely go over like a hip-hop type beat but she's just like singing or at least like being a little bit more intentional with like the rhyme scheme of the melody but not any way that resembles her trying to rap um and there's like four, five really good songs. I, 34, 35, I just think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. if, I'll, I'll give you a second to think about it for a minute, Noah, before I spoil it. I got 34 it. 34 plus 35. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I got it. And yeah. so it's literally the whole song's about fucking in 69. And I'm just like, you had me at Ariana Grande in 69. Uh, but that's kind then, of a thing. It was like the whole album had this like. Oh, no, it, it was it, like it, super. It was way more adult than any of her music I expect to sound like. And so in a lot of ways, it felt like real music as opposed to, like, Disney Channel shit, which I assumed she had done previously. Like, it felt like when Miley Cyrus became Miley Cyrus after being Hannah Montana. That's yeah. how it felt like. But again, I've not listened to any of her other music, really, besides, like, The Way with Mac Miller. So, all in all, very good. Highly what recommend. What do you think about it? No, it's really good. Um, yeah, I was, I mean, I was just shocked. And, and so, like, it started with, um, I got on Twitter... And this album literally just came out like oh like last week like the end of our ep episode it came out like that night I think because I got on Twitter and um, 
it was like Twitter was blown up about this one song that sounded like the intro to The Way with Mac Miller. So I was like, well, was nasty. Yeah, nasty. So the people were like, yeah. nasty literally sounds like it, and they were all like, you know, crying about it. And I was like, well, you know, I also wasn't really doing anything, so I'll like check it out. And I was like, I kind of get what they mean. Like it was like very similar, like sounding things. It wasn't the intro <laughs> to The Way, but it was like close enough that I was like, okay. And, and that I just enjoyed that song. The song was pretty good. So I was like, okay, well, let's... I haven't ever listened to, like, one of her albums all the way through, so let's, like, check it out. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. Very, very sexual, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, real quick, just to, so I get it out there for uh, future viewing, but 3435, off the table, positions, POV, nasty. Definitely my five. Top Those five. are some titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole album is called Positions. <laughs> You're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so then we've got, uh, what else did I listen to? Album wise, I listened to two other albums. I don't really care to get into either of them. Uh, they're kind of old shit. Uh, Dumbo Genesis's fucking 2016 album. Um, I'm blanking on the name, so I got to look. Genesis, of course. Uh, um, it has that one song, which I knew previously with Mac on it, called Coming Back. Um, yeah. But all in all, album's fine. I really like the Mac song, but I'm biased as fuck. Also there's had a, that one. Yeah, there's a good Pack song on it. Yeah, they can just pack. Yeah. And then um, I listened to Doris, Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, much better album, but you really have to, I for me anyway, I have to like be in a mood to listen to Earl Sweatshirt because it's it's dark in a way that I pretty much like all my music, but it's like heavy, you know? Like in... Uh, heavy metal-esque way where you're like i can only listen to like these distorted sounds for so long before it becomes like all congealed into one thing like 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 a synth pop album like i can listen to some of these songs and think they're good if i listen to 12 of them in a row i want to die <laughs> uh, the classic the vince staples yeah. <laughs> conundrum literally literally um and so yeah so good album but i didn't really care to dig too much into it i listened to an old zach fox song i say old because it came out last year um, called Sticks, called Sticks. I had not heard. Um, it's fucking good, and I found it because, uh, yeah, I don't know if you all watch a ton of like music-related YouTube, but it's pretty much all the YouTube I watch anymore, besides like random Among Us shit. And uh, nine thousand IQ play, ten thousand <laughs> IQ play. <laughs> so it's not Genius that does it. I want to say it's like Billboard or some other like music-related fucking um website but they do these things where they like have uh musicians or producers or rappers or somebody come up and like watch recent releases either music videos or just listen to songs and then like rate them or give them their cosign or talk about what's hot and usually there's some kind of connection so like uh for this one it was of up-and-coming rappers from Atlanta, and Zach Fox is from Atlanta, and it was uh, Lil John reviewing him. And so he was, like, listening to a bunch of Atlanta rappers, and I I was like, Zach Fox is a fucking stand-up comedian who made, like, one song with Kenny Beats, and then it, they played a different song that wasn't that one that I knew. And I was like, oh, shit. And it goes hard. Um, another single that just came out that is actually insane, and I highly recommend, because um, I never heard of her before, but Tierra Whack, question mark? Uh, the song's called Dora. Yeah. I was talking about it like yesterday, but mm -hmm. not on stream for sure. Uh, and my 
lord is it good i don't know what but like the production on it is just like super weird and the intro is like corny but like in a weird way like it feels like it's not going to be the song it sounds like and all of a sudden she just comes on it and it goes i also listened to the imagine dragon song that you recommended uh lane the fucking wait i remember that remake of blank space fucking (laughs) no that was that was tristan Oh, it was Tristan. Yeah, because he listens to that acoustic playlist. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Tristan. I'm about to shit on it because that shit was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I straight up went, this sounds like I never want to listen to Imagine Dragons again. And that's, I'd that's a lot just, of their songs, actually. I'd just rather listen to the Blank Space by T Swift. Like, Which is I was listening to song. it and I went, like, oh, I've got it stuck in my head now. I'm going to turn this song off and go listen to it. And that's exactly what I did. Um,. There was another song I discovered this week, uh, another single called F2020, F2020. Um, really, it's Fuck 2020, but I, they didn't want to put fuck in the title. Uh, and it's like this all-girl, it's like pop, but it's also like rap-ish, rap light. I don't know what it is. Pop rap? Mm, but it isn't really rap. It's like some weird hybrid. It's like trying to be R&B and trying to be rap. Is it Avenue Beat? Um, is that the... <laughs> yeah, Avenue Beat. But the song is a fucking banger, and if it doesn't encapsulate everything about 2020 that's actually fucking terrible, <clears throat> like, I'll be damned. Um, so I've been listening to it on repeat for a bit. And then that's pretty much it for music. Uh, let's do a, other couple, like, rap singles, but nothing crazy or worth mentioning. Okay. How about you, Noah? No. Uh, really, I didn't listen to a lot i'll actually start with music because it's one album because you guys were talking about kenny beats last week i listened to his album with oh three greedo mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah Netflix hashtag and... hashtag oh frito yeah. uh <laughs> no uh and yeah netflix and deal yeah netflix and deal That's yeah i think i listened to it skimmed through it a while ago but i actually listened to it uh this week it's it's O three Greedo. <laughs> There's not much more through I can and through. say. Yeah, that yeah. if you know who he is, you just know what I'm saying. There's no other way to explain it. Um, For sure. Because I always loved his feature on Freddie Gibbs's Freddie album by Kenny Beats mm-hmm. or with Kenny mm-hmm. Beats. Mm-hmm. So I just figured I'd listen to that. Uh, other than that, not really a lot of new music. Just kind of re-listening to same things. Old, same old. Uh, TV though, I watched too much TV, which yeah, is not Every really week. surprising. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, the Gundam show I talked about, mm, the one that's not finished. very much Gundam. Yeah, not, not enough Gundam. Yeah, it got more Gundam. Okay. It got more Gundam. <laughs> um, I finished the first season, and there's some questionable things that i think japan and japanese anime and manga get away with sometimes like there's a character that you're clearly supposed to be somewhat sympathetic to and he's betrothed to a younger woman like a younger woman i mean if you can even call it a woman and it just kind of it kind of just glosses over that it kind of is just like, yep, they're in love. Get over okay, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not my Yikes. favorite thing Yikes. in the world. Um, Yikes. 
Other than that, the Gundams were cool, though. The Gundam fighting and the uh, relationship between the main characters. That was really good, though. Uh, what, what do you call non-Gundam Gundams? Mechs? Like, that yeah. just seems lame. Yeah, mm, mechs, nice. mechas. Yeah, Mecha, I kind of stick to Mecha. Like no, because Gundam and specifically, because, like, uh, iron, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron. Um... Well, because Gundams are a specific mech in the Gundam universe. So even in Gundam, there are things called mechs and mech workers oh, okay. and all that. Yeah. Uh, also, I watched Netflix's new anime. I guess that's the word for it, even though it might not be Japanese produced. Their new anime, Blood of Zeus, which is kind of I, a... I saw it. Yeah. It's kind of a take. It yeah, it's just a different take on mythology feels like class of the titans or immortals mm -hmm. or um what am i thinking not 300 uh just like a uh, tale of perseus or theseus somebody like <laughs> that but a whole season and it's actually it shines when it talks about the gods like when it's actually about zeus and them all mm -hmm. of them hera Ares, etc that's when you wish there was more of that you know i almost wish it was all of that like, that was the whole show, right. but instead it gives you a hero guy to latch on to, underdog. Are there, yada, uh, yada. are there other animes that, like, talk about that at all? Like, other mythology or anything like that? Not a lot. Because that sounds super um, interesting to me. Like, I would, like, go watch that. If, if you had, like, better reviews of it, I would, like, watch that tonight. I think but, it's really good, <clears throat> I would still probably check, definitely check it out. I, I think it's really good for what it does, because they're isn't really another anime that gives you the feeling of Zeus being uh, king of the pantheon. This anime totally gives you that sense. You're like, oh shit, don't fuck with Zeus. You know, yada yada. He's conniving. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would suggest watching it. Now, I like Netflix's new animes, uh, their new wave of them. I, it's been forever in a day, but did you ever watch the... Um... Jaden Smith anime? Neo Tokyo? Neo Tokyo? Neo, no. Yeah. I watched one episode. Uh, oh, no, yeah, it's Neo Yokio. It's Neo Yokio. Yeah, right. Neo Yokio. It's got the guy from uh, Vampire Weekend. He created it. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Koenig? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Ezra I Koenig it. was in that Shangri La episode, too. Hmm. No, Neo Yokio, I don't think I finished one episode. Fair. I think that's, that good. that's my review of it. Good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, also, it was also, I... also short hair, grills, pink hair, Jaden, which is not his glow up years. I mean, you know, Jaden. He, he, he like he put on like sixty pounds of muscle and like grew his hair out a bit, and now he feels like Donald Glover when Donald Glover decided to like really mm. embrace being who he was All as right. like beyond Bino. Once Jaden puts out a good album, we can talk about him <laughs> batman 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 That's right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I was on amazon prime and i was going to finish utopia but then i saw nick frost his new show on amazon it's the guy from Shaun of the dead mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you know all those simon Pegg projects truth, the truth seekers yeah it's called truth seekers and he basically plays a uh, techie who ropes himself into paranormal investigations and it's a comedy but also kind of a drama-ish suspense thing uh it's not bad 
it's really not bad. It's a lot better than I. Is it like funny? Yeah. Is it like really dry humor? Like I would say after the first episode, the first episode's not funny. I think there was one joke, but then after that, the situations and it's almost like a sitcom. more than anything right right like they're not telling jokes not cracking fucking one-liners but it's like they get put in funny situations and you're laughing with slash at them right pretty Mm -hmm. much uh there are definitely some topical jokes that there's one uh pretty pretty too topical (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to go go there (laughs) yeah also i watched uh oh yeah i started watching reno 911 all the way through because <laughs> along with along with the Reno 911, Chappelle Show and Key and Peel and other Comedy Central things have been added to HBO Max. Oh so yeah. That's good news. Chappelle Show? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, news. Chappelle yeah. Show, yeah, Dude, Key and Peel and so Reno 911. My brothers and I were at my dad's not that long ago, a couple months, and uh we were all talking about how we hadn't seen Chappelle Show in so long, and my dad like owns them all on his uh like it's Apple a lot. whatever fuck. It's a lot. <laughs> Bro, that man can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care what the fuck happens with anything. Some horrible <laughs> shit gets revealed. He's a fucking child murderer and just has like a closet full of dead bodies. I'm like, he's the goat. Like, he's the fucking goat. And this, uh, we started just literally at episode one. That's the episode where he's the fucking blind KKK member. <laughs> <laughs> like, he dropped that shit on the first episode. You know what I mean? Like, one of the yeah. most fucking, like, I don't even know, like, controversial but also, like, well-known skits of all time in any kind of sit, uh, skit show. And I'm just like, did he's he, a fucking genius. Did he actually not want to have a show? Because, like, it was, it was always the vibe where he's like, I'm just going to keep doing shit until they cancel me. And it was like... And oh, it, no. no. You, should, you, should, think... you should watch the Dave Letterman. Like, he goes into yeah. it because Dave okay. asked him. Because... Uh, but no, no, that's not the vibe at all. He, he got was like, fucked. That's basically right. It. And I knew that, like, in the end, it wasn't really like that. But, like, and I always got the same vibe with, like, Tosh.0 kind of copied that, where it was like, I'm going to keep showing shit on my show until they cancel me. It's like, oh, that's funny. Well, but, like, but yeah. I feel like Daniel Tosh and Dave Chappelle are two completely different people. Right. And, they're not. I'm not comparing. <laughs> I'm saying Daniel Tosh definitely tried to steal that from Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah. And you know, well, all the scripts have been vetted by right. plenty of people. So, I don't know. Well, so, like, like I can specifically go into at least the exact boiling point because he says that it was like multifactorial. Obviously, I don't think one thing sets you off to derail, you know, a multi-million-dollar contract, um, especially when you have like literally one of the most successful TV comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, he specifically said that he was like making a joke, um, and it was like people were laughing, but at the wrong thing in the joke. And he was like, oh, this is where I realized I have, like, the way too wrong of a – too broad of a reach, essentially, that he can just make anyone laugh doing anything. And now he's, like, actively undermining the whole point. Like, because obviously he makes very serious commentary about mm-hmm. race and things. And people were, like, laughing at the wrong right. thing. And it wasn't the fucking punchline. And he's like, yeah, I'm basically going to do more harm than good if I keep this up. And that was, like, the – I guess, like, the fucking – What's the word? Straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Gotta respect that. Gotta respect that. Uh, yeah, uh, Reno 911 is still hilarious. Still great. So, uh, <laughs> so I have another yeah. question for you. So, like, what is your what do you what is your week like? Because now I know that you are trying to finish The Simpsons, and now you're trying to watch. Oh all well, Reno Simpsons 911. took a break. Simpsons <laughs> okay, took a break okay. for Gundam. 
Uh, yeah, I fit my Gundam in the Simpsons slot. So, you know, there's a little give and take, really. Okay. It depends what mood I'm in. But it's just watch TV, pretty much. I didn't know if you had, like, program, like, I'm going to watch The Simpsons for two hours, and then I'm going to transition to Gundam. To, uh, like... No, what I... Kind of scheduled out. Yeah. Fucking on his fridge, like, oh, well. No, what I did do the other night, uh, me and my roommate, uh, or my roommate Reed and I, we watched two episodes of Chappelle, then two episodes of Reno 911. So it was like a Comedy Central block. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we literally just do two episodes of Chappelle, go back to 911. And I you, think that's uh, definitely the best way to do it. Did you ever watch the Queeby Reno 911? No, I'm, I don't know if they're going to be on anything. I don't know if yeah. they're on HBO Max. I don't. Hmm. I, I couldn't tell. We got to figure out what's happening with these Queeby shows. <laughs> Maybe they'll sell them for the, like on someone, the cheap and we'll buy them. Yeah, yeah. someone's going to buy them we'll for like take $10 million. Rates, yeah. like, like that whole Chrissy's Court thing? Like, I'm yeah. dying to know what that's like. Like, just an episode. Murder House Flip. Yeah. Murder House Flip. Uh, I, I think I have the list here. Um, oh, yeah, the punk reboot with Chance the Rapper. That's the one we want. Oh, right. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, the last thing I watched was... Uh, who. <laughs> Hulu's new Hellstrom pilot, their show Hellstrom. It's a Marvel character, I believe. Damon mm-hmm. Hellstrom. <sighs> That's is, a boring... That it's a Hulu original. Okay. I think it's leftover from a Fox deal. Whatever. Fox, nope. Nope. Live if it's animated, it might be cool. Who plays um, the Marvel guy? Uh, you don't even know? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's not good. Okay. Uh, I got you. Yeah, it might be one of the most uninspired pilots. I'm not Tom gonna... Austin. Sure, that guy. I'm not gonna hate on the show at all. I mean, the show as a whole, but that was a boring, boring pilot. Just bland. I didn't care. It, it felt like Supernatural with a bigger budget, mm. and that was it. Okay, I can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no Sam and Dean. So right, it's like. Right. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all my week, really. Uh, yeah. Okay. Transition. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, okay. I, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Okay. So, is there any preference on which one of these we want to dive into? Because I definitely have a preference, but I think we save best for last, so I'm kind of cool to talk music first. Yeah, let's talk music first. We can do music first. Okay. So, yeah, uh, this week we listened to uh, 1975's 2020 album uh which is misleading as fuck on the opener uh called <laughs> notes on a conditional form um i don't know does anyone want to get the dice rolling with their thoughts on this thing or Lane, can I, you tell I me can't. what you liked about it i said that's the thing is <laughs> i liked it and i think that john i mean you probably didn't i don't think you liked it really or did you i i liked several songs the album i hated okay I really yeah. like several yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will yeah, re-listen yeah. to several of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Because they are really fucking good. That's okay. So that's where I. Yeah. But fuck yeah. this album. This yeah. album yeah, is yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. unmake it's, itself. It's too long for sure. Like they were definitely like, there, it was like I would listen to a couple of songs and then it would like hit another song and then I was like, you could take two of these and you could just start like you could you could literally just separate a lot of the songs and make two albums out of it. Um, I definitely like, well, like it, it, they were like trying to hit different genres at the same time. I don't know the why first, they did that. Yeah. I have no the idea. The genre. Seven songs. Every other song was an instrumental. It felt like 
And I yeah. was like, I yep. don't care about yep. listening. Like, I, would, I, I about made it halfway through an instrumental, and I knew it was an instrumental. Like, I, I had the Genius mm -hmm. tab pulled up because I was, like, really ready to listen. And it was like, oh, it's an instrumental. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a fair shot. And I was like, it's a fucking boring-ass instrumental. And it's a completely different type of music than the fucking preceding song and the fucking song after. I'm just uh, like, or the previous song and song after. Can someone clear something up? Was that uh, Greta Thunberg? Yes, Greta Thunberg or whatever the I fuck her name is. Thunberg, because I've heard whatever, it on like, shit. game shows and stuff. <laughs> um, that was... That was that first song. Eliza really... Thornberry. Is that Eliza Thornberry? Yeah, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that first track, <laughs> first track really set the whole tone for me. It's for like... the whole album because it felt as though <sighs> I knew I'm what they were trying. This is deep. Yeah, I knew what they were trying to <laughs> okay. do with it because, like, a lot of albums I think start with this like the instrumental is really like ethereal, and then like you have like a voiceover. Sometimes it's the child, and that may, like adds another yeah. element of whatever. It doesn't need to be five minutes long. You could have done that in no, no, two no. minutes. I was actually low-key... I mean, you all know me, so I don't want to get on a vegan soapbox here, but I was low-key oh, hyped for what this album was about to be because I thought it was going to be some like random like music activism shit, and I was like, you know what? If it's good music, that, that could be cool. And so you have this mm -hmm. fucking five-minute Greta intro mm -hmm. followed by that weird, like, not punk but trying people to be punk sucks i yeah, hate that people. song Segway. hate well, it i just thought it was i just thought it was an interesting choice because you went into this like angry mad at the world like people suck song yeah. after talking about climate change and the crisis that we face as a fucking mm -hmm. globe and i was like this album's gonna be cool and then we went into the end as a song which was basically like oh we've given up we lose and it was like that was the only thing we're gonna touch about climate and i'm like you can't open with a five-minute monologue from, like, you know, basically the face of climate change right now and not have an album about climate change. <laughs> like, yeah, see, you just maybe I... listen to five-minute monologue about climate change, and then now you have a song called 2005 Jesus Christ, God Bless America. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's like see, a love song. You were probably no. expecting a John Legend political album or something. Right, I feel like exactly. if John Legend did a global warming album, it'd be like, yeah, man, just every track touches it, you know? Right drives that message in but this does not do anything well, and you, can't, you can't have 22 songs about climate change no one's gonna listen to 22 songs about climate change. i really change. feel like if they had just like they had really good ideas and if they were like trying to convey some message about climate change or whatever they could have definitely shortened this and it would have it would have been like way more successful i think but and see uh sorry the thing for me is that i somewhat enjoyed their I guess their hits from their like titular titular album mm -hmm. 1975. I I enjoyed a few of those songs for sure, but there was absolutely nothing on this album that did the same for me. Nothing stuck in my head really. Yeah, sure there were a few <laughs> good ones and a ton of bad ones, but it was so fleeting. The album just it's gone. I didn't really think about it the next day. And that's actually the uh, only other album I've listened to by them is the 1975. So I had no idea what to even yeah. expect. And this was like definitely not, this is very far from what I was expecting. Like, so I, me, I don't it, know it, how much, sorry, you go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say to me, it felt like a waste of budget. Like you could have gotten so many other bands off the streets or something and been like, Hey, here's this budget that they got. Do something actually mm. <laughs> meaningful. Well, 
so and I, I don't know a ton about the band or anything but again i've like pretty much spent the entire time listening to it on genius and like obviously it's really like matthew healy and his friends band and they've been in a band since they were like 13 yeah um but i feel like matthew healy is like the brains behind it and he's definitely like the front man so even if he's not the brains behind it everyone thinks the front man's the brains behind it because they're That's singing it yeah and <laughs> he he's the guy who has all the like artist comments on genius and it comes across like he has a lot of ideas obviously right sure like it's like it's all over the place but it almost reads like he should just be in the background like producing a bunch of people's music and giving ideas and not like releasing albums like this because it's a bunch of good music that is so like asynchronous from one track to the next and that's the entire point of an album in my opinion like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a singular statement but it has to be a singular theme otherwise yeah, why yeah. is it on one project there's no cohesion at right all. yeah and so like and it literally just jumped from one song to the next and so like i have a bunch like for whatever reason i decided to like one by one each track actually take notes so i took notes on every single song okay and uh could you will... give me your notes sorry could you give me your yeah. notes on uh something you should know hold on something do you have you those know. on you because uh, I think my... there's something you should know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my notes were. It sounds like something I should like, but then it just sounds like a mess mm. of random production. <clears throat> so, so my first notes it says like I put it the song title in quotes and then put my notes after and I said immediately Jesus this album is trying to do so fucking much Lamau. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said this song is good, but I feel like the opener choice to say what it did and then to just have the most scattered album of all time is super sus. That was yeah. my entire notes on that song. Yeah. <laughs> because at that point, what we'd listened to like eight songs, seven songs, and we had gotten three or four genres, at least two instrumentals, and the fucking Greta intro. And you're just like, what is happening with this album, man? Like, there's good songs, but nothing fucking sticking through. But I want to go back. So there's an instrumental um, that I took. I like. I just copy pasted his genius comments on because I think it summarizes exactly like how pretentious this comes. Do you know across. what track it was? Yeah, yeah. It's streaming, <laughs> streaming that mm. instrumental early on. And it's that wasn't so <laughs> offensive. So it's not on my notes. <laughs> the, the, the quote is, "Sonically, it's a tribute to our formative years and what we were into." Cult of Luna, Godspeed, and Sigur Ross, and I went, oh, there's fucking Lane's band. That's fucking, why I loved it. Yeah. I love yeah. all the instrumentals and on this because it. Gave I knew me you Sigur would. Because, yeah, and yeah. I was like, this fucking guy. I bet Lane's gonna fucking sit here and tell me about how good this <laughs> shit is. And so he's like, so he's so like yeah. Good. He said, yeah, all of these big ambient artists, and also UK garage music. And I said, yeah, you're just on crack because you have big ambient music like Sigur Ross. No, and UK I think they need music crack on the same album. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'd be a little bit more focused on yeah. crack. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so he says, yeah. this record is like that with a bit of Midwest emo thrown in. And I said, you're totally right. You've hit yep. three of the most random genres and put them together. And it's good individually and together is abysmal. Um, and many songs I just put like is garbage next. But like um, specifically songs I liked um, because I think it's worth mentioning some pros to the album. I did like 2005. Yeah, uh, Jesus Christ, God Bless America, or whatever yeah. the fuck order of words. Um, because I thought it was interesting. Like, it was, one, a story that wasn't particularly personal. Um, and I don't know how much you all, like, read into the lyrics or anything, but there was, like, a lot of, like... So he's, like, 
a cis heterosexual white male but i guess he's like constantly berated for like acting queer because he's like a queer ally and doesn't mind like dressing weird quote unquote so he that's, like constantly gets called the f word and stuff that's and I'm quite just, like, literally a theme of a music video from one of their albums i'm pretty yeah, sure and like, like straight up when, like, and like he's got long hair and he's like whatever but i guess like he talks about that frequently and so the 2005 song is from the perspective of like both a gay man and a gay woman yeah. right and it's like just them finding love but he was like but we're gonna set it in 2005 like in midwest america where they both are like believers but kind of doubting their beliefs and it's against their fucking religion and shit and i was like eh, it's okay but musically i liked it but i was just like <clears throat> y'all are trying to make so many points like you gotta stop trying to make points and like just fucking speak from your heart or like from a theme and instead it just comes across like man i got this idea like let's roll with it and then let's put this on the album and that like, feels like they made 23 songs and said they're all good fuck it we'll put them on this thing um the me and you together song i like but that's very much like also 2006 john vibes of like i'm gonna sing a love song and <laughs> it's gonna be dope half these so. songs on this album on this hour and a half album yep hour and fucking I think 20 would, minutes i think it would have been way cooler if they had just like hey we're gonna release like three albums all this year but they're like companion albums like yeah, when you when you, when, cool. you, when you hear like swimming by mac miller and how circles is supposed to be like the companion album to that where it's like one was like a little more rap one was like a little more like r&b like singer songwriter kind of thing it was like that was like what he envisioned or like this didn't happen but like when damn by kendrick came out people had talked about like there was going to be like a second damn like an album that he was gonna release, like that shit right. is always so cool. And if the nineteen seventy five uh, were like, good futures, uh, Hendrix, hmm. that was that Hendrix and uh, what was the other album? Which is just called Future and Hendrix. I'm not sure. He definitely had one of those, and that like them separate were kind of garbage, but it was cool that he released two albums within three months. Yeah, it's like right. I think that's always super cool. And if they had like approached it that way, it yeah, it would have been way better. Uh, I, I will I will give some credit where it's due in uh, the sense that I liked the two songs uh, Having No Head and Shiny Collarbone just because they were very dance house Chicago mm -hmm. juke just yeah. I was right. just vibing to that and those well, were pretty sweet and that's it so my, my fucking Shiny Collarbone notes was epitome of my problems with this fucking album because they're really good musicians and song makers but why is this on this album yeah that's the only one i like because it's like okay yeah good, yeah good. <laughs> well i like the um that real lo-fi one the nothing revealed everything denied um they had like the distorted bridge and I th maybe that was the one he like rapped a little bit rapped a little bit yeah um, i believe but yeah it's like can we, like, we get it. You're talented people. We know. But, like, you don't see fucking Jacob Collier fucking just running around rapping, you know? Like, he could, I'm sure. He could probably make some sick beats, but he's, like, he's not putting that on a fucking album and touring this shit. Thank God. Yeah, truly. We don't need more yeah, Jacob my, Collier yeah. music. <clears throat> my, uh, summarizing of it, in one quote, or, you know, one quote, 
people suck and I have emotions. <laughs> like, that's what I got from this album. Literally, exactly. Oh, did, what did you all feel about the last song? Guys. Uh, it didn't offend me enough for me to care. So, so I was like reading it because I was like confused what it was like meaning. And it's literally just about like they've been in a band forever and he literally right. just loves his, loves his boys like he's, he's loving Saturdays the homies. for the boys <laughs> he's loving the homies and i was like that's an interesting way to end the album when you started the album talking about climate change and right. now you're like well at least at least love your friends while we have the fucking 10 years left on this planet yeah. i was like okay who like, needs the planet when you have friends True. right right when you, when you got the homies just relax bro <laughs> choo choo <laughs> All right, all right. Any any final comments about 1975's fucking most interesting album uh, of all time? No, I think that's it. No, all right. Nope. So, we'll move into uh, fucking two Academy Award winning Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, mm -hmm. Match Made in Heaven, Musical of the Year, 2017 I... Phenomenon. 2016 Phenomenon? 16. 2017? 16. 16 Phenomenon. La La Land. Uh, um, I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, I want to preface this with one question. This isn't ironic, right? What do you mean? In what like, way? <laughs> I, almost, the first hour, specifically the first half, I think it was two hours, you know, yeah, the it's first about two, or so two half, yeah. just felt like a parody of musicals and i to the point that i got simpsons musical and like <laughs> futurama musical vibes it, you thought it was parodying it, it, it i couldn't I think, tell that's i think why that's I'm asking. because a lot of me like there's definitely a formula for musicals and they have it figured out and it, they just it just went with the formula so it like yeah. it sounds like it, it like feels like every other musical you've ever seen because it kind of was yeah and i get that and if that's on purpose then i guess i don't appreciate it as much as someone would but even the shots maybe it's an ode to los angeles or movies filmed there or whatever but like so the shots where the neon signs are fading in and she's walking into the streets or mm -hmm. whatever walking through the city that's literally from a simpsons musical like that I watched a few months ago, maybe. And that just kept popping back in my mind. Uh, I also... Now, I don't want to um, hate on the production of this movie because there is a shit ton behind it. All the costuming, wardrobe, obviously the writing and the musical took talent. But I couldn't name you a song from it. I literally watched it yesterday. <laughs> like, I that's Paul. I couldn't name you. A, see, I uh, there's that one song where he's alone that I sort of liked. City of Stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was about it. Like from the song point of view, just musically, I didn't care for it. Okay. So uh, I that's can... just the start. No, it's just okay. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I can make a comment about going. all these things. I don't want to be. <clears throat> contesting you but it is I would called love for you to contest okay, me. I was gonna say but it is called bad friends so you can go fuck yourself I, would love for you. I literally walked out of the theaters singing all the songs like I was so hyped that I found them like 
Because I know Hunter is, like, big into fucking Sweeney Todd. And I like Sweeney Todd as a movie, but, like, I can't, I like, like, really, I can't really sing the songs unless I'm, like, watching the movie and, like, have them recalled or, like, I, you know, I pull them up on Spotify and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember this melody. Okay, I remember these words. I remember this chorus. This one, the songs randomly come back into my head because of how, like, dreamy and nostalgic it is. And, like, it very much, I mean, you're saying it almost comes across as simpson but I think I think the cliche part comes because of the juxtaposition of you literally watching the parodies well, of the satire. That was, that was months ago. Like but, it's not like I watched it yesterday. Right, but for someone who has never watched The Simpsons, besides the Simpsons movie, I mean, Future and doesn't watch it has a, musical episodes. But to have a musical and to have actual like L.A. and Hollywood homage paid, I feel like are two different things. I don't feel like every musical pays homage to like classical music. Like like the tap dancing scene could feel corny, I guess. Like when they're sitting no, like when I like they the first tap meet after the party. No, that but, was that's okay. But like yeah. it's literally okay. shot overlooking the entire city of LA and they do yeah. like a 3 minute tap dancing routine. Like yeah. that is like as homage as it could be, but it didn't come across as like corny or phoned in. I felt like this is like you know, I, I can't even think of their fucking names, but you know, like those like nineteen forties, like black and white, like like what the artists tried to do, like those people. That's what I was capturing. thinking this whole movie. That's what I was, I was thinking like, this whole movie. I was like, what they tried to capture. I feel like yeah. we got to experience what people will be talking about, like in thirty years about this. Oh, like I feel like this okay. will be that in thirty years, yeah. but not the artist. Like what the artist was portraying. See, like I felt Chapman. like the artist did it more than this yeah. did. I did. I thought the artist. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't like the artist. But I think it achieved what it was doing more than this achieved what it was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, so, and again, I'm a huge fucking nostalgia buff, and, like, as someone personally who both wanted to be a fucking musician and wanted to be a fucking actor, I just went, like, moving out to L.A. and, like, fucking roughing it literally sounds like the actual dream and watching two people do it, and it's, like, a love story. Like, this hits, like, all my fucking boxes. And the, mu- the music was really catchy for me. I was just like, there, there's like literally nothing wrong with this movie. Plus, I went into it knowing it was Damien Chazelle. And I liked, at that time, his really only other movie besides the one he did to like graduate from college, uh, which was Whiplash. And I just went, Whiplash, was Whiplash is an insanely good, also jazzy music movie. And so I came into this with high expectations, and they were exceeded, in my opinion. Um, also... I didn't love Ryan Gosling in this movie as someone who likes him and I liked him every other movie. Yeah. Pretty much everything else. I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like the, the the only piano playing, maybe that, I mean, that looked like he was playing the piano and I totally respect his, uh, his drive and determination to learn all those things. But when it came to just the acting and his character talking, I felt as if it was pretty wooden. The only thing I didn't really like that I think that someone else could have done better, like, is just the age difference. Like, I got the vibe. That's weird. That was weird. The, he's the, like eight years older. He's than like eight years older than yeah. she is, and I got the vibe that like in the movie they were the same age essentially. Yeah. Well, the, Hollywood doesn't like old actresses. Yeah, that's a fact of life. They just hate old women. People consume movies. Don't like attractive woman lead role to be anything Older. under or anything yeah. over 40 and yeah, over over 35 is pushing it 
and then you know under 35 is the goal that's why aunt may kept getting younger and hotter every spider-man reboot that's right <laughs> but it, you know like i think ryan gosling was awesome in the movie but uh, the, like the other part like the only other hand i was like i wish it was someone a little like closer to her age you know because yeah, because in because sure. in this movie she was still like 28 or something like in real life and he was like you know obviously like 36 or something so it's kind of weird but that's like so one of my when, only downsides of the movie when the movie came out first time i saw it i literally saw no fault in it it was my perfect movie mm. after in like march or so watching lars and the real girl which i think i've talked to you all about a little bit it's like 2007 yeah, ryan gosling he's like yeah. he's like Ooh. autistic or he's got asperger's or mm -hmm. something and he fucking orders like a inflatable oh, sex yeah, toy yeah, 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 and yeah. falls in love with it after I watched him in that movie, I realized him as an actor. And then I proceeded to watch Blade Runner twenty four or yeah, twenty forty nine. Yeah. I rewatched Notebook and then I rewatched yeah. this now. So I've seen like four Ryan Gosling yeah. movies. I, I, I rewatched re the nice guys. Um and I, I every movie I realized how he acts. And there's a thing, it's kind of like a male Kristen Stewart where it's very <laughs> much it's very much Heard one, of your first. It's very much one note in his range so he definitely has a range okay he's not like he's not able to not cry he's not able to not evoke emotion it's just that when he does it it's the same in every character yeah emma stone when she's crying and when she's like talking to him at, fantastic when she was talking that. to him at the table yeah. like he's come home you know and he's surprising her with dinner or whatever and that was talking. one of the scenes that stood out where he was shitty and she was amazing yeah and i went i went it feels bad only because now I've seen a bunch of Ryan Gosling movies and I kind of just know how this goes. Where he tries to evoke this sense of like, I'm not going to feel that bad. But it comes across even like, it's douchey, but the character is supposed to be douchey in that setting. And it comes across like Ryan Gosling's being a douche and not his character in the movie. You know, like, I feel like there was, like, some kind of, like, weird actor drama on set <clears throat> is how it comes across. Um, which is the same, like, pouty, resting bitch face, Kristen Stewart shit I get from every Kristen Stewart movie. Um, but, yeah, so for sure, I'm not super pleased with Ryan Gosling on, like, my now 20th viewing, but, eh, I'm, I'm not upset with it in any way. And I think, all in all, like, he did an incredible job in terms of, like, again, learning all the tap routines, like, learning yeah, the piano. Yeah. Like, yes, all that, yes. Like, it was pretty fucking wild to see, like... And again, that's what I mean, like... He, like... Damien Chazelle, like, really had him, like, fucking do it. And I think it was cast pretty well in the sense that he got people who, were like, weren't going to fucking phone it in and weren't going to, like, you know, not do it the justice that it deserved. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, fun fact about the thing. I guess he... This is, like, the first movie he wrote while he was in college. But he knew he couldn't do it. So he made Whiplash to get the money and, like, you know, fame to allow producers to be like, here's, like, 30 million bucks, like, run with it so he can make this movie, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. Because, like, <clears throat> that means he's had this idea for, like, a huge amount of time. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, just looking at some of the scenes, you have to respect all the designs and production and even Chazelle's direction in it. I just felt there was something lacking in this whole thing. It wasn't a bad movie. I may be hating on it and shitting on it, but that's because it seems it always had that um, 
just that hype. Mm. It always had that hype of being maybe a return to form. Musicals are sort of not back, but there's proof that you can make a musical in this day and age. I mean, this movie and, got made, and then Hamilton became like the fucking biggest shit in the world. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I also uh, not to skip to the end, but the ending, I can't tell if I liked it or not. Um, because it's as if this whole movie's in fantasy la la land, but then and maybe this is the point of the ending: is that the ending's just kind of like, oh, real life fucking sucks. But it goes on. That's kind of what I got. I was like, this is how it would happen in real life. This is exactly what would happen. But I didn't want it to happen <laughs> that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really don't know if I enjoyed that because, you know, there are scenes throughout the movie where it's just, where it's not believable. It's just like, oh, she quit her coffee job, her only job to produce a one-woman play oh, and just... Yeah live with her boyfriend without a job for months on end like right. that all worked out but <laughs> the end of it, like no the you most can't unbelievable mm. thing to me and my only problem i've ever had with the movie upon like reflection and not ever during the viewing because i something i completely ignore because they're floating in the fucking griffith griffith observatory so you have to you know have like some that. have some belief <clears throat> to fucking suspended for a moment um but was the fact that they're living in one of the most overinflated cities <laughs> in America. Yeah. Like the cost of living is insane in actual Los Angeles where they were living. And neither of them had a job. My fucking ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like what like we have no idea what either of their parents did. We don't even get to meet the other uh Brian Gosling's parents. But right. they lived in like the middle of nowhere, Boulder City, California, like across from the library. Like they weren't fucking millionaires you know right. <laughs> like they weren't supporting their daughter in any way so i'm just like mm, many doubts <laughs> fucking many doubts yeah uh i mean i i will say this movie is not terrible in any sense of the word i just didn't love it so i mean if i were to give it a score it's only like a seven five and that's really consolation because it took a lot of effort <laughs> okay that's fair <clears throat> I it's probably will. I probably time. will say that I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just pretty good. This is. Um, I think that this is funny. The the one scene of Ryan Gosling practicing like pretty early on in the movie where he like makes his coffee and like sits down at the piano oh, like, with a record player. The record. That yeah. was more realistic than the entire uh, Whiplash movie. <laughs> that's that's how practicing gets done. Okay. It's like is like you have your coffee, you sit it down, you have like the the you know the like what's the word i don't know like the the thing i don't know you have something playing and so you like play the record you play with the record a couple of times you turn off the record you play by yourself play the record takes you know severe coffee it's always like there are always things to kind of like distract you that's what like real practicing looks like more than just like i'm gonna sit here and spangling on a ride symbol to my hands bleed like that doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) i mean it happens to travis parker and that's it so okay. is that why J.K. Simmons was in this movie? Was it just a, you know, ah, oh, you're from Whiplash? Well, no, I, yeah, I assume I assume you know they have what? a good work because he's only there for like three seconds, six. Because so when they wonder... loop, he goes back and oh, yeah, he's there again, right. <laughs> and he's like fucking snapping. I thought that was corny too when he's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean like, that was, it works. <laughs> but 
yeah, I'm, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. That probably won't ever change. Yeah. But again, yeah. big into nostalgia, big into like fucking movies that are like all about following your dreams. And I, I find that's why the ending's so good is because it's like it it just takes you down a peg. It's like, well, we're we're gonna sh- show you what real life's like, bud. <laughs> I mean, it like you don't get the perfectly girl... for them, anyways. Not perfectly, right? Like the whole thing is successful. It's a love story set under the context of two people following their dreams and happening to see overlap. Yeah, right. The problem and the tension is built because that doesn't work, and they stay on track. So you have to follow your track separately. Right. And that's why I think the ending's so good is because you're like, well, you got to pick and choose. Like, you've got different dreams. Do you want the dream of the perfect family with the perfect woman or a perfect man from her perspective, or do you want the dream of what you've wanted since a child, being the actress or being the jazz club owner, musician. And they both got kind of their dream, but also kind of got shit on, which is real life, I feel like. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, that's totally. always good. Very good. Um, so, do we want to do our picks? Are we good? Anything uh, else we want to say about the movie? No, not really. Uh, suggest kind of, so I can just pick one. Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, pick your movie and your music. Yep, pick them, pick them. Oh, okay, music. I want to do one I haven't listened to, which is uh, Deontay. Can we get that? What's pulled up? Is that possible? Uh, is... Not really. It's pulled up on my screen. Give me a second so I can pull it up. Uh, yeah, for the album, I definitely wanted to do Deontay Hitchcock's Better. His album Better. Deontay, what is it? Deontay Deontay Hitchcock. Deontay Hitchcock. Yeah. Okay. And then for movies, I was kind of thinking, I figured any of my movies are literally a complete 180 from La La Land. I mean, they don't need to segue well. (laughs) I don't want to watch another musical because I don't want to listen to another fucking synth pop album for damn sure. I'll save the Korean movie for next time. We'll we'll go with Snow on the Bluff for this week. Where can I uh, watch that? Uh, you know. That's part part of the, you know, that's just part of it. You just gotta... Yeah. (laughs) Just figure it out. Snow on the Bluff. Bet. So Snow on the Bluff and Deontay Hitchcock better. Oh, that's his 2020 album? Yeah. I actually wanted to listen to this. Uh, yeah, that's why I put it on my... It's got fucking Miguel, Six Slack, and J.I.D., so... I listened to 20 seconds of a song, I was like, all right. Wait. Uh, oh, no, it's long as fuck. No, uh, well, too bad. Whatever. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. Deluxe edition or regular edition? It's not that long if it's well, regular. Well, Deluxe probably has, like, remixes and stuff. We can just do the no, regular. No, Deluxe is, Deluxe is just a second album. It's, like, two albums. Oh, we can just shit. do the regular. We, well, I don't know. The artist's integrity. <laughs> yeah, Deluxe I, is like two different 10-track albums. I mean, but even the the, the two-side is only an hour and five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's not long. I was yeah, just saying. So, okay, well, either one. Either one, I think, works. Let's do All Deluxe. Right. Let's just settle it. Deluxe. Deluxe. <laughs> okay. Okay, so next week we will talk about Deontay Hitchcock's album better and the movie snow on the bluff that has been this week's episode of bad friends worst critics see you next week hopefully (laughs) the world hasn't fucking exploded (laughs)